We are go for launch in 10, 9, 8. Main thruster ignition, rocket booster ignition. 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. We have liftoff. What's going on, Cowboys Nation? This is episode two of the Stargaze Cowboys podcast with your boy Skywalker Steel, and as always, joined by my OG, Big Game James. What's going on, man? What up, dog? Another, another week, another, another week, and we got to bounce back. These Cowboys got to bounce back. This is a good bounce back game. I mean, yeah, they always are when we play a scrub team. Yeah. Yeah, we're what, <laughs> under, well, not undefeated. We're five, four of our five wins is against scrub squads. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, we if we can play all the scrub teams, that's how we get in the playoffs. But Let's ain't go. no scrubs after this. We need all the scrubs. Give yeah. us all the scrubs. I'm ain't not no scrubs, no. Ain't no scrubs for enough for me. Yeah, what's what's the TLC, John? No, it's saying something. I, don't I don't want, want no scrubs. No scrubs <laughs> can't get I, no love from me. We want all the scrubs. In the passenger side, of them, something like that. Mm-hmm. Trying to holler at me, yeah, scrubs. We know all about them. Yeah. We're playing them. We we playing like it sometimes. Yeah, we are. Played well, like last week. Let's let's attack a little bit of this injury uh, news because we had some injury updates right after that game that we didn't touch on in the last podcast because I don't think we were made aware quite yet. But uh, Xavier Silfilo will be stepping in at left guard due to a knee scope that uh, Connor Williams will be getting um, heading into this weekend. So how do we feel about this transition here? Because we saw the same exact thing last year. Well, if I looked at some of the stats and I posted on my Big Game James page, uh, I think the blog and the boys posted a stat that when Sulafilo was actually in, they gained more yardage. Ezekiel Elliott actually ran for more yardage. I was Sue Afilo in there, so I guess we can live off of that. Uh, but um, I don't know. Sue Afilo was kind of uneven to me last year. Uh, one minute he looked good because, you know, he has more size. He's a natural guard to me where Connor Williams was morphed into a guard. He was more of a tackle. So I think it's more of a natural position for Sue Afilo. He's heavier. He's bigger. So he's able to hold the point of attack uh, more than a Connor Williams. But where he does lack in uh, Sue Afilo is the foot. Um, the foot speed, the athletic yeah. ability. Um, Connor Williams is good, and when you're pulling and you're running sweeps, that's when you can see his athletic ability really shine, and that's where Suafilo kind of struggles, and he does struggle if he's going to get somebody who's under the one tech who's quick off that line of scrimmage. Uh, we've seen Suafilo kind of struggle with those type of guys, blowing them quick off the line of scrimmage, penetrating that gap, so that size gets kind of negated uh, when you're getting beat quickly off the ball. So he gave up five sacks last year, as well. So as much as we hail Suafilo as when he came in, uh, when Connor Williams was hurt last year, um, he still give, gave up five sacks and hopefully he'll, um, you know, get better. It's not like he's a terrible uh, player, but he has to get better and he's going to really have to hold that front. Uh, we saw even in the preseason uh, when we played the Texans, I know it was the preseason, but J.J. Watts was giving him all kind of fits. Um, so hopefully that'll change. Uh, we're not really dealing with the big-time pass rush or guys. Uh, Snacks Harrison is in that lineup. Um, he had a little bit of an injury bug, but I think he's going to play. So we'll have to watch that line uh, matchup. But I do like the uh, power that uh, Suofilo does bring to the table. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if we're making a – not we, but Collective Cowboys Nation is making a bigger deal of this uh, Xavier Suofilo addition to the starting lineup. Because I saw I saw that stat that you, you talked about with uh, Blogging the Boys posting. 
Yes, he had a little bit more rushing yards with uh, Suofilo in the lineup, but it wasn't this astronomical amount. Right. Or he's not, you know, David DeCastro coming right. in there and right. pushing people off the ball. Like you said, he is an uneven player. He's solid in the run game. I think he's poor, very poor in the pass game, which yes. I think that's where we will see the biggest difference. Um I know the name Chaz Green is forbidden around here. He's like Baltimore, you know, Chaz mm-hmm. Green. Ah, I was scared. But he had a Chaz Green-like game versus the Saints last year. No one's talking about He was about getting it worked. We won. Eagles, too, were working him, too, up in that yes. middle. Fletcher Cox was giving him problems. Flipping him. I mean, and I know he came back hobbled. He, he played through some injuries and things like that. And, and I give it to him. He's a, he's a solid backup guard. He is what he is. But I'm wondering if the Cowboys Nation or specifically people inside, I know in, in Dallas are really, you know, excited to see Xavier Suofilo. And I'm like, I don't know, man. We, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. But to me, that's the only reason why they say Suofilo so bad, which is, is unfortunate, is because everybody wants to dog Connor Williams because mm-hmm. of, you know, it's not his fault that they pushed him to guard. He was a natural tackle. The Cowboys put him there. So it wasn't really his fault. He had to go where the Cowboys told him to go. You saw where he struggled because he was light last year. He put on some weight, so he got bigger. Um, so he hasn't had a bad year this year. I agree. Um, and that's what's so funny about it. You know, people are just expecting him to – I don't know what they're expecting from him because, like I said, he hasn't had a bad year. Um, he has played pretty well. I mean, he was playing good in that Minnesota game, especially in the pass-blocking game. Um, and that's when you can really see his athletic ability. So I will agree with you in the fact that – People are just hyping this, like, ooh, see if Phil is in. Now yeah. we're really going to do something. No, no, we're not. Don't dog Connor Williams like that. Like, Sue Filo is going to come in like the savior in our offensive exactly. line. It's going to be astronomically better when Sue Filo is in there. Because if he was, he would be starting. I'm wondering what we may see as an upgrade is uh, Xavier Sue Filo's how can I put this IQ or his veteran, his experience? Because what, what have we seen Connor Williams struggle with a little bit with um, Travis Frederick? It's a communication to the second mm-hmm. level. It's a, it's a communication on their assignments. Hey, you've got to tag this uh, tackle and then get to the second level, or you've got to shoot to that second level immediately. I'm wondering if they'll work a little bit better together because so Afilo's seen more than Connor Williams has seen in this league. So, um, you know, again, we'll see. But I think that may be something that will be a benefit of having this guy in the lineup. But other than that, I, I don't know, man. I think we'll see a little bit of a downgrade or, or it'll be an even, even kill. Put it that way. He'll be better when it comes to the run, but he'll be poor in the pass, which to me means there's a push. If you get a push from a backup, you, that's a win. Well, and I think uh, we're really going to – I know the, the Lions defense isn't the greatest. They're um, pretty much ranked low 20th yeah, we'll across there. the board. But – um, you know, we're going to be throwing that ball. And uh, I definitely feel like that can kill them um, in the passing game. So, Seal Filo is going to have to really step his game up in the passing game. Uh, I think this will be a good game for him because the Lions don't have the threats like they used to as far as along the defensive line as far as the pass rush game. So, this could be a, an e- uh, a game that will be helpful for him because right after that, I believe we play the Patriots, right? The Patriots, yep. Okay, so that's – and he's going to be playing in that game. And you best believe that Bill Belichick is going to dial up stuff for him. He'll try to attack him. Well, let's just get right into the what the basis of this episode is about. And it is the scouting report for the Cowboys versus the Detroit Lions going to Detroit. Uh, in this episode today, I will be talking about what the Lions offense will be trying to do or what they have done um, in during the season, specifically this Bears game, because we may not see Matt Stafford, right? So we got to take a look at Jeff Driscoll. 
And uh, big game James will be attacking the Lions defense uh, versus the Cowboys offense. And let's kind of start right there because we're already talking about, you know, Snacks Harrison's potentially going up against Xavier Silfilo. Um, and the secondary, which in my opinion started off red hot and kind of tailed off. And you've seen the defensive rankings. You kind of said it earlier. Their defensive rankings are very, very low. So, I mean, you studied a little bit of, of, of the Lions defense. What are you seeing? Is there some threats over there? Or is this just a porous defense run by a old Bill Belichick uh, coach? Right now, I'm a, I really want to say this is more of a porous type defense. Uh, reason why? I mean, they kept they played against the Chicago Bears. They They didn't play a bad game. I mean, if you look across the board, um, if you're looking at the points that they've probably given up, I mean, if you're looking at the rankings, they're 30th ranked in total yards. So they're pretty they much bottom of, bottom of the barrel. Right. They give up a lot of passing yards. They give up over 272 yards a game, which is in our favor. That's ranked 28th. 129 yards on the ground, which should be definitely good for Ezekiel. <clears throat> Tony Pollard, maybe he'll play um, <laughs> because it's our team. Um, and then they give up 26 points a game. And they're 26 ranked um, in third down efficiency where the Cowboys are number one. So then basically we're going to get shut down there, right? <laughs> so, so basically when you see across the board what we are great in, they are poor in. So, yes, that gives me a lot of hope that, you know, we can – this could be – this is one of those games to me where – A get right game. It could be game. a blowout. Like it really, this should really be a blow because we are considerably better than them. I mean, across the defensive line, they got Mike Daniels, Mike Daniels a free agency. So that's a good addition, but he's not the player that he was. No, I don't believe not. what he was in Green Bay. They also got Trey Flowers. They got him over from uh, New England. Um, so, you know, you got to keep an eye on him because he is a speed rusher, things of that nature. But they don't really have anybody that those that are those guys. Remember right. like Awaze, yeah. uh, that, they, that was that. Uh, Ziggy Ansah. Yeah. Now, Flowers does have five sacks this year. Okay, so he is a threat, and he's not chopped liver by any means. No, I'm going to be looking forward to that matchup. Uh, I believe he's going to be on Tyron's side, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know how Tyron does have problems with the speed rushers. Yeah. Um, you know, once we know once Tyron gets his hands on you, it's pretty much a done deal. Uh, but he does have problems with the speed rushers, and he has a problem sometimes with the guy coming off hard off the edge and then make a quick cut inside where he can't turn his feet quick enough. Now, we know Tyron Smith is super athletic, but I think still those injuries, even though he has did have two full practices, so that's good. He may be able to do that, but, you know, I know those speed rushers do give him problems, so that's yeah. a matchup to keep our eye on. Uh, you know, secondary, they got Michael Jackson from us, but I'm not counting him, but I'm just saying. Um yeah, you said they were a little bit opportunistic. They got Darius Slay At back first there. they were. But you know what? They don't really have offense right now, especially with uh, Matthew Stafford being out. So it's going to put a lot more pressure on the defense, and I think this is a defense that you can easily wear down. I don't think they have a lot of depth like they used to. And so this is a team that if you keep them on the field, you're going to really see, start seeing chunks of yardage come, especially if we're talking in the run game. Giving up 130 yards and they don't have a lot of depth, they do have a lot of injuries on the front. So if you can really gash them and really just kind of keep them on the field, um, I don't mind quick strike drives, but this is a type of game to me, Will, where you can have those seven, eight, nine, ten play drives to really wear this defense down. Yeah. And then you can see second, mid-second, third quarter where they're wearing down, where you can really take your spots and really take your chances hitting Amari Cooper or hitting a Cobb or a Gallup, uh, things of that nature. So I think if you really – 
don't force feed it on first down with the run, but if you really incorporate a lot of different run schemes and th- throw some Tony Pollard and hit him with some screens, I think this is a defense that you can really attack. And once you get on top of them, getting a seven, ten-point lead, I think it can kind of snowball. You can get a lot of points and punches on them. I'm not sure what team you just described here. Don't run on first down. Or <laughs> the Tony Pollard. I don't know what team uh, I mean, that is. That ain't the, the Cowboys. I can throw it in there because it's not the Cowboys when we play good teams, but it's the Cowboys when we play bad teams. Mm. So this is an opportunity because I don't even want to say let's look forward and pass this game because the Lions are notorious of giving us problems, and it's on the road. So the it's road. they give us notorious, but they don't have Matthew Stafford, and he's the one that's always killing us. Yeah. Okay. But if we're looking at any kind of a prep game that we can uh, open doors and possibly use things that we could possibly use in the next game, this to me is an opportune game. Use these kind of guys, uh, Tony Pollard, get him involved. Um, you know, Randall Cobb, Tavon Austin is a guy you could probably get involved in this game as well. You could throw a surprise, some trick plays in here. This is a game where the Cowboys look like they always throw this kitchen sink at the defenses when you're playing a terrible defense. You know what I'm saying? I know you exactly. kind of peel back and get all conservative and don't want to don't want to do anything wrong in those games. But if this is a game that you want to do it, then go ahead and throw the kitchen sink and throw all out because this is a defense that you can wear down and I think you can score punches. Hey, they got a um cornerback over there in Detroit that according to PFF has given up the most touchdowns in coverage. His name is Justin Coleman. I looked I saw that stat earlier. And and you mentioned that they're porous against the run, but they're also porous against the pass. So this this type of game that really is kind of pick your poison for the Lions. It really should be that way against any team we play. But most teams have some type of strength, you know, like the uh, Vikings. Their strength is against the run. They're really good in their front seven, and they make the the back four's life a little bit easier. Um, whereas this Lions team really isn't good anywhere on defense, no, especially so, on defense. I mean, yeah. no no linebackers. Yeah, that's that what I'm saying. Yeah. No linebacking core that you're scared of, poor secondary, and then the front line is batter, uh, beat up, you know, and they're not what they used to be. So, once again, and they're giving up 30 points a game. There's a reason why that they're giving up that many points a game uh, because they just don't have the, the, the horses on the defense or playmakers, we can say, um, that are really going to make the plays that get a get an offense off the field. So, the Cowboys really need to, um, like I said, I really like to see – not long drives, but I do want to see drives that are uh, going to wear the defense down quickly so we can attack a little bit earlier in the game. I'm I'm going to heart back to what we were just making fun of a little bit about, you know, don't run on first down, Tony Pollard screens and blah, blah, blah. But seriously, man, this is a type of game. Get your young back involved. I know and you know we've been screaming for this all year. But against a team that really isn't good at stopping anything – you want to get some momentum going on offense. You want to get this this young rookie back involved with his psyche. I'm not sure if he's sulking or anything. It doesn't seem like it. But still, you know he's got to be sitting on that sideline going home. Like, Get me in the game. Like, yeah, he's on. got it. Come on, he's TP. You, and he's a Memphis boy. You know them soft boys want that ball. They want to get – they want that action. They want to They want to show what they can do. Yeah. And obviously he can't return kicks because they always kick him in the damn end zone. So bring him in early, like you said. We don't have to do it by script. Okay, Ezekiel Elliott ran three times. Now let's bring in Tony Pollard one time. You don't have to script it every freaking time. You can go in there and bring him in early. It's okay. You're not taking away from Ezekiel Elliott. We know what Ezekiel Elliott means to the team. I think that's what we need to get over. We understand what Ezekiel Elliott means to the team. So nobody should get sore foot if Zika Elliott is maybe doesn't maybe goes out early. It's okay because Ezekiel still is going to play in that game. But 
this kid has got the juice, dog. Yes, he does. He's got yes, the he juice. And when you can get him out there in space, he's going to cause a lot of problems, man. And that's a big, big element that he really can add to our team. And we need to use that right now. It's right kinda, now. It's kind of mind-blowing when you think about it because I, I've, I've talked about it all week. I've talked about it all year. But I've had a couple people in my mentions saying, man, there was no room to run. It doesn't matter who the running back was and things like that. And, and I'm telling them politely as possible, you're making my argument for putting in Tony Pollard. If there's not much room to run, then bring in a guy who has some wiggle. Bring in a guy who's going to hit the outside jets and take it uh, for 10, 15, if not longer. Bring in a guy who's going to make people miss. This is no disrespect to Ezekiel Elliott. He is no longer that guy. And I'm not sure if you saw that Brian Baldy, um, that Baldy breakdown. Yeah, I did. I seen that. He was it saying the same open. thing. Yeah, he's saying, this, what's up with Ezekiel Elliott? It's just the same Ezekiel Elliott. It's, he's not, a different Elliott. He just is. Elliot. He is. And, and again, guys, I'm not saying he's not a great back. Stop he's apologizing. Back. Stop apologizing. You're right. You're right. You're right. You, you know what I'm saying? We apologize too much for these players, dog. I mean, they deserve scrutiny like anybody else. He like deserves we, scrutiny. Like, like we talk about, we've talked about before on shows, and I say it again. When you're at a job, it's week to week, dog. It's not, oh, you were great this week. Now we don't have to say nothing to you last week. No, it's week to week. If You know, we were just talking off air. You were talking about me with sales. Yeah, I could have had a banging sales last week so five phones was killing it everybody pat me on the back we killing it but let me go next week and not sell nothing guess who yeah. i'm gonna get a call from that manager up top <laughs> and he's gonna say hey you was killing it last week what happened everything good what's going on did you do this that's gonna happen you can't live off because it's a zika elliott you have to perform every single week and they're not above scrutiny and neither is zika elliott I mean, great he point. was showing that rams game that was crazy when the hole was the hole. The hole was how do you not see that Zeke BJ, you or Zeke Elliott? This has been happening all year, and I've been trying to tell people all year. Zeke, for whatever reason, is no longer attacking the edges like he used to. And I'm I'm sure it's probably because he has accepted the fact that he can no longer eat those edges up anymore. So he spins inside, he cuts inside, dips his head, and he gets four or five yards that he can get. Where He's a power Zeke, back now. He, he is. And, and I, didn't, I didn't mean any disrespect to him or to, uh, to, to his eliteness when I said, hey, Zeke is a power back. He's a more of a lumbering type of power back. But, hey, Jerome Bettis was a lumbering type of power back. Right. He's in the Hall of Fame. Right. You know what I'm saying? You didn't, you didn't wrong mistake him for Barry Sanders, you know? Where the issue comes in is that the, the staff has to realize what they have, and they have to realize they don't have 2016, 2015 Ohio State Ezekiel Elliott. No, no. Okay, so stop no. running him like that. And they have to understand that they don't have the 2014 or 2016 offensive line where they can just line up their offensive line and say, hey, you maul your man, and that's how we're going to win. No, man. Exactly. You can't do I mean, that. No that uh, that's poignant, um, what you're just saying, because – I think that, you know, they are still living off that, oh, you know, the line that we, we used to No, And, you know, listening to the defensive line of the uh, Vikings, they were saying, and that's what frustrates me. I hope they weren't just saying it just to say it, but they said it too. Anthony Barr and those guys were saying it, that the Cowboys were tipping their hats about, you know, their sets. And we knew when, when they started lining up this certain way or they do certain sets, which, which way they're going to go. And so we anticipate it and we shoot those gaps, OG. just like on defense. We've been hearing this since 2008. You feel me? Just like on defense. They said the Colts said it. The Rams said it. They said we know when they're going to do their Seahawks. shifts. 
we know when they're going to do their stunts. And so we play to it. We just kind of watch how they're going to do it. And once we kind of figure it out, then we attack it and they figure it out. And then we start getting gashed. So I don't really know what the, the, well, the that, solution is to it. It comes back to coaching and it comes all the way back to Tony Pollard. If, if you know what you have in Ezekiel Elliott, you know what you have in Tony Pollard, you know what you have up front, use them accordingly. It is okay to, to mix in Tony Pollard. I personally think that this offensive rushing attack would be so much better with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard together. I think you are hurting your rushing attack or just your offense in general by just solely relying on Ezekiel Elliott. I made a video. Where's uh, Jameza Wale before, right quick? Uh, he's averaging like seven snaps a game. It, paying him $3 that's, million dollars a year for seven snaps a game. And that's why I said, why are we keeping him? Because I knew they were going to do the same thing. They try to try to fake us again. They'd be pump faking us, dog. They'd be straight pump faking us like we're supposed to believe that Jamez Ola, Ola, whatever the hell his name, Alaway, whatever. Olawale. Olawale. Sorry, sir. We Don't be apologizing to, to these Okay, players. I'm just saying, we're <laughs> supposed to believe that he was supposed to do be this dynamic fullback and he was going to catch like 30 passes in this offense and do all this and that. He ain't did jack poo. Man, he it here. I, I was about to I was about to tweet this the other day, man. Should have kept if, Keith Smith. If you're gonna if, do all this, if you give Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan or, or I bet Bill you they make some work, or or maybe even Peterson, if you give them secondary role players like Tony Pollard, Jamie Wale, uh, Blake Jarwin, uh, uh, Tavon Austin, you give them these type of guys, they will have packages for them. But meanwhile, in Dallas, uh, Tavon Austin gets two touches. Tony Pollard gets. Five snaps. Jameez Olawale gets paid $3 million and gets in the game for two series. I mean, Blake Jarwin, who should be starting, gets 30% of the snaps. It's, it's mind-blowing. I don't understand what they're doing here. And you know what's so crazy about it is that you have these guys, and everything that you're saying, you would think our offense is whack. We still have the number one rated offense. That's and crazy. <laughs> that's what's crazy. We have the number one offense. And Ben had it. It ain't been like a week. It ain't been two weeks. It's been pretty much been the whole year. Have the number one offense. And you're sitting there thinking, like, y'all offense is trash. You're talking about you ain't putting in this player. Yeah, yeah, the number one rated offense. Just imagine how much better. It's like it's okay. Just because it's number one rated now, you can still incorporate those other guys. So you can make it even more deadlier because we are going to need these guys in the stretch run. I agree. If you have a Taylor, Tavon Austin on the team, you kept him for a reason. Play him. Move him around and get him in the lineup. You drafted Tony Pollard for a reason. You said there was a reason why you drafted him. Kellen Moore, I think that was your pet cat. That was that you. Was your guy. That was your guy that you wanted. And you're calling the offense, as Jason Garrett says, you're calling the offense. So, Kellen Moore, I'm not hating on you because I love what kind of job you've done. Um, yes, you've been a little even, but I understand you're a rookie and you're a rookie coordinator. But being a four rookie coordinator, he's got us number one. Yeah. You got a number one offense, so I'm not complaining about you. But you got this guy personally. You wanted him, so put him in the daggone game. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. And, and Cowboys Nation, it, it it may seem like I'm I'm sulking on the offense, but we do have the number one offense. We have a top, I believe, five or six scoring. Uh, offense as well but I would argue it, it ain't got jack shit to do with coaching I, I just think you got your elite players like Dak Prescott Tony Pollard and your really good players like uh, uh, Michael uh, Gallup and your other elite players Ezekiel Elliott and your line when it wants to play right these guys are just that good you know mm -hmm. I, I personally think they perform in spite of what the game plan is I just feel mm -hmm. like they just make plays and I've said that for years 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we're out coaching anyone or we're out scheming anyone. We are going to do what the coach, this is a quote. We're going to do what we do no matter where we play or who we play. We can play in a parking lot. Or we can play on the moon. That's what he says. And that's true. And if the players do not play up to that, then you're susceptible to losing to the Jets because we're not game planning against anyone. And see, here's the problem, though. Like you said, we, when we play, the problem is when we play these really the good teams, um, they are, they're good for a reason. They're seven and two for a reason. Yep. They're eight and two for a reason. They're, they're tops in their division for a reason. They have good coaching. Uh, now, not just the talent, they have good coaching to go with it. Now, I'm not saying our coaches are bums, but what I am saying is whenever it seems like when we play a good team, uh, all of a sudden we, the Cowboys, forget everything that they were doing before, and then it's a whole different team, and it's like, right. whoa, what's going on? Why is this a Jekyll and Hyde? Uh, one minute we're killing folks and dominating, and then the next minute we're struggling to score points, at, and I, it's, and we're not scoring till the end of the game and looking like Tony Romo's team, just like back I said it before. When it, it, this is just so eerily the same because we had those notoriously slow starts with Tony Romo. How many times do we see when we had Romo? We started slow, well, he's, he and then has he had to start comebacks. Slinging, he had to start slinging the ball, throwing forty-five times in the game. Uh, Demarco Murray stopped touching the ball. He doesn't run, and we got throwing the ball every single play, and we come back, and then guess what? Because you threw so daggone much, an interception just happens to come, and then guess who gets the blame? You know what I'm saying? Tony Romo, but. You know what? If we stop being behind 17 nothing or 17 to 3 in the beginning of the games, we don't have to worry about those problems. All good points. All good points. Hey, when we when we come right back, we're going to shift over to uh the Lions offense who will be likely be without Matt Stafford and uh we'll break that down uh here in a second. Be right back. All right, welcome back Cowboys Nation. Uh we're going to dive into this Lions offense which uh, I kind of broke down during this Bears game because that was the only game that we had Jeff Driscoll uh, getting any action. And the reason why is because Matthew Stafford has that Romo thing going on where he has some mm. fractures in his back. Mm. Now, we know as Cowboy fans that Tony Romo played through it a number of times. Mm. Uh, but it, it doesn't look like Matt Stafford is going to play through it this week. I mean, that could change. That's why it's just tricky. Uh, film work to go over because should I look at this last game or should I look at the season? But Matt is one of those quarterbacks where he's so good at throwing the ball that he will drastically change this Lions offense if he's not in the game. I mean, you see, it's definitely going to change the offense. I mean, there's there's still, I mean, with Stafford in there, uh, they still, it's not like their offense is chopped liver. You know what I'm saying? The They're, top uh, offense. There six offense in total, total yards, six overall, fourth in passing. Uh, 20th in rushing, but um, they still were averaging 24 points a game. Um, so it wasn't like they were bums as far as the team goes, and Stafford was the main reason uh, that they were being competitive. He has grown into his own, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's got a lot of knocks. Oh, had the big arm, the big contract, but you're never winning games. You're never going to the playoffs. But I thought that was a, one of the best uh, years Stafford uh, really had because he didn't have all the Calvin Johnsons and all the other players that they said really kind of crutched him. This is kind of just his team with just regular players. And he's been playing really good this year, yeah. in my opinion. So um, to have him out is definitely good. Uh, Driscoll threw 46 times. Uh, you know, yeah. that, that, that's what I'm – that was the biggest thing that was eyeballing to me. Driscoll, draft Driscoll threw 46 times. Almost 50 times, dog. On the road against the Bears. On the road, bro. And yes. he was – what? Real quick about Stafford, I think he was having the best start to his career 
um, this season for, for what he had to work with, like you said, which isn't chopped liver, by the way, which I'm going to dive into here. But let me just give you some Jeff Driscoll uh, scouting report from that Bears game. Uh, he started off hot. He started off seven for nine. It was five for five. And then he uh, finished two for uh, two for four in the last four passes after that. But all of those passes, except one, were short passes. They were quick passes. They were one read passes. And I guess you can say, oh, well, you're playing the Bears on the road. He's got to get it out quick. Well, he's playing the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have the number one pass rush win rate in the entire league. So He's still going to have to get that ball out quick. I don't really foresee him holding on to that rock. Um, they like to move him around. They like to move the pocket with him. He has that sneaky athleticism. I'm not saying he's, you know, Mike Vick. But, but he's, he is sneaky yeah. athletic. He, yeah. he can get out that pocket and he can run the ball. And the Cowboys are notorious of letting quarterbacks get outside that pocket and killing them on a third and six. And we have them all rights to bed. And yep. we, miss the, we miss the sack when our two players run into each other. And the next thing you know, this quarterback's running for 10 yards and keeping the drive alive. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he did that to the Bears. I mean, he, he, he actually he led the Lions in rushing, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, um, well, they ain't got nobody to speak of. When, yeah, I'm going to touch on that here in a second as well. Please uh, do. Please do. Driscoll is erratic with his accuracy, though. Um, hence, like you said, 46 throws. He only completed 27 passes. And when you complete 27 passes, you, or when you throw 46 times, you would think you'd have at least 300, 400 yards. He barely threw for 260 yards uh, in that game. And a lot of it, like I said, was qu- quick, short passes. It was one read. Uh, he really wouldn't go to through his progressions much because, let's face it, he's not that good of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty much held in check all the way to the about 10-minute mark in the fourth quarter. He had 114 yards in that game up until that to that uh, point, and that was the one where he had that scramble and he threw the bomb. That to was like, a oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I have in my notes here, YOLO ball. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a YOLO just, ball. Hey, I, I, just, that was a sandlot play. Hey, hey, I point to you. I'm throwing it. Go throwing get it. it. Now, um, now he was smart though. He threw it up to his giant wide receiver, mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay, and that's kind of the star matchup I have right. uh, for the Cowboys' uh, defense against the Lions' offense. Is don't go to Jalen, please. Uh, nope, I'm sorry, BJ, but that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I have it. I got it right here. Awuzie. No, please don't go. Don't go this. Don't go to Ozzie's side, please. Ozzie will be targeted because you know why. <laughs> Because they got a six foot four monster in Galladay. Oh they got gosh. a six foot two precision guy in, in Marvin Johnson or Marvin Jones, who's really good at target, targeting the ball in the air, by the way. And those guys are big, and they're just probably going to bounce back and forth on Woozy. And, I really, and they got that little guy, Danny Amadola, and who's yeah, but he's going to be covered by Jordan Lewis. I have my uh, uh, the most confidence in him on Jordan. I, I I got confidence in Jordan, but Amadola still he he's still a decent slot receiver. He has that quick quickness, and he's that guy that does that quick Beasley go in, go out, throw them quick passes, get yeah. seven eight yards. So just be wary of him. I definitely think Jordan Lewis is going to do his thing, but we still have to keep our eye on Amadola and and and. Hotch, uh, TJ, TJ I, I knew you was going. He's there. a beast. I wanted him out of college. He's a beast, and he's been balling this year to me. He's he's a he's a he's an up and comer. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson is was one of the best tight ends to come out the draft in the last few years. Uh, just a complete tight end. He, he, like you said, he's a beast, but uh, he's been a little banged up lately. But but yeah, you, you're going to have a guy like you know uh, Darian Thompson on him for most of the game, and that's going to be a challenge. Uh, and the mm-hmm. reason why I say Darian Thompson, Cowboys Nation, is because Jeff Heath is dealing with the injury. I don't think anyone is really cares, but he is dealing with the injury. 
and he may not play according to reports this weekend. So, DT, man. I mean, I ain't crying. I ain't hating. I, 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 ain't never wish, I ain't never wishing no injury and Heath get better. Uh, so, I, But I'm definitely not crying that Heath is not playing. Darian Thompson has done well in his uh, brief appearances. This year, I didn't think the defense played bad when he was in the game. You weren't calling a lot of, oh, Darian Thompson gave up this or Darian Thompson missed the tackle. You didn't hear a lot of that now. He has been criticized um, in his short time in the league about his tackling. That was going back to even when he was at Boise State, not the best tackler. The big, the biggest, uh, I say, positive about Thompson is how he could read defenses. He knows yes. how to put people in their places, uh, not a, a call the defense on, their, on, on the back end, and that's what they really like. Uh, but he's got to continue to tackle good because uh, he's been allergic to it. But this year, it's looked like he's been a lot more aggressive. He's been laying the hat on people. And I think maybe people have been talking about it and he maybe he's been hearing about it. Uh, so he's uh, come in there and I thought he thought he did a good job against these Vikings. And he I did. think, uh, you know, uh, you know, I think he'll be up for the challenge and we'll see what happens uh, with that. I think a lot of people are mistaking uh, the Vikings going off in the second half on the ground game with Jeff Heath being out. I can tell you right now, if you have it was the, that linebacker play, if you have the ability. It wasn't, to watch, it, wasn't, it, wasn't that, it was that linebacker play. What do we tell them? What do we tell them all the time? The gospel. If you have the ability to watch the, the all 22, please do. You will see that Darian Thompson had one negative play in the second half uh, against the run. Any other time he was either out of the play, meaning he was covering, or he was opposite side of the play, or he was making the tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, he did miss a tackle against Madison on a 12-yard run. Other than that, I thought Darian Thompson was around the ball pretty damn well, and he was laying the wood a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, he almost made Cook fumble one of the times. And mm-hmm. he late, but and, um, and if they didn't have that, remember, we had the fumble. He had the fumble recovery for a touchdown. Obviously, it wasn't a fumble. It was a forward right. pass. But he did, he was opportunistic, picked up the ball, scored the touchdown. So you can see the little bit of the playmaking ability that he had. In New York, too, he he, mm-hmm. he had the fumble recovery in New York. So right. there's just guys that are around the ball, the Jordan Lewises, you mm-hmm. know, that are just – they're just magnets to the ball. And I think he may be – we just got to see him maybe get a pick. This, this could be one because – to take it back to Jeff Driscoll, he threw a horrible interception to uh, number 44 on the Bears, who was having a hell of a game, man. He was giving Jeff Driscoll a problem. Who's that, Floyd? Uh, no, it's uh, – man, it's like a Kowalski type of name, man. Okay, okay. He was just giving him trouble. Um, he, Yeah, Jeff Driscoll doesn't read the defense very well because every time he went to a second or third – Reed, he was scrambling around. He either took off like running. Chicken or, with his head cut off. Yeah. Yeah, he actually should have had a pick six. If Fuller would have caught that, he'd mm-hmm. be gone. I think it was coming mm-hmm. out of, in the third quarter. He would have took that to the crib. Um, so I, I don't think this team should worry about Jeff Driscoll. I know the, the, the funny moniker, the whole thing is, oh, we're playing a bum team, a backup quarterback. He might go off. I, I know. I know. I get it. But if you really want to be honest with yourselves and you look at this defense, the secondary is not the problem. Um, they haven't really been giving up big games to anyone. I'm trying to think in my head here. Except um, uh, uh, Sam Darnold. Yes, but which which honestly, the 94-yard touchdown was the big one. Right, true You story. know, he had a few key third-down conversions to, Darian, uh, to Damaris Thomas. Uh, but it's not like Sam Darnold was just pluck, 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 just picking right. them apart. In the first right. half, the whole first half was terrible. Right. In the second half, they locked it up a little bit. But when you go back and look at receivers having good games, they, they usually don't against this team because our defensive scheme says, hey, keep it in front, attack the middle. And linebackers have to play well, and therein lies the problem. 
the linebackers are not playing well. And what are they having trouble with big game when, when they go back to pass to the running backs? The screen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Teams <clears throat> go to the tape and say, hey, they can't defend the screen. We're going to do it. <laughs> we, they kill us on bootlegs as well. Teams get us on them bootlegs too. Lord, how mercy they do. Well, um, be ready for it because Jay's J.D. McKissick, Mm-hmm. They're going to throw him a lot of screens. Mm-hmm. He and got those screens, and I definitely think they're going to bootleg. They're going to go hard one way, and they're going to bootleg with Driscoll to kind of get him because, you, like you said, he is athletic enough to be able to bootleg and get those plays uh, running on, uh, you know, on the run, dropping the passes off. So the Cowboys linebackers <clears throat> are heavily dependent on him because we don't have the big nose tackle like everybody says. We got average guys that are good, but they're. They're not game breakers. Uh, no. is not a game breaker. Antoine Woods is not a game breaker. We see Malik Collins is better at the pass rush than run game. Replacement so, level players. That's what they you are. Give, we're giving them Sam. Now we got the Michael, Michael Bennett. Yes, he does help. But at the end of the day, we're really dependent on our linebackers. And if they have bad games, um, you see it really as, as the whole defense tends to suffer when a Jalen Smith is missing tackles. Because uh, there, there was some tackles that in that Minnesota game where I was like, whoa. Seriously, yeah, that, I mean, he's a beast. Not taking anything away from Jalen, but he played soft uh, in that game. He played super soft. There was some plays where he totally just moved, removed himself. Yeah, out he the was play. just pushed. Just got pushed out. Pushed I mean, out. literally pushed out. He didn't even fight the the. the and and I'm thinking, and, and my thing was this: uh, Skywalker was I thinking, is it the knee? Because I know there was one no. play. I don't. I'm just saying, the one play where uh, I believe it was Madison who ran. They called the touchdown, but he ended up getting stopped on the one-yard line. They called That's it That's the play I'm talking about. That, he yeah, saw. Is that, right. You saw that, right? That was Yeah, he got pushed out. It's like he didn't even – He didn't want try. Nothing to do with that he offensive wanted no goal. action. He wanted no action on that. And it wasn't like the dude was coming at him, killing him. It, it, it's like he gave it up easy. And then when the play was over, did you see him, see him throw his hands up like – Like, yo, like, we're, we're like, to help. Yes. I mean, he maybe he was talking mm-hmm. about – uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, who also had a porous game and has kind of been struggling against the run all year. When um, they both play, I mean, it's like when one struggles, they both struggle at the same time. Yeah, that, man, great point. Because you hardly see them one or the other. It's usually both at the same damn time. And I right. understand that LVE was hurt. But on that particular play, and I hate to go super X's and O's, but if you listen to us, you know how we do. When, when LVE sees both of those guards, because that's what they're reading. They're supposed to be reading the interior to see what's, what's going to be called. You know, people are saying he was held up because he thought it would be a bootleg, but that was Michael Bennett's man. The, the, the quarterback is Michael Bennett's man on a boot. When those two guards are attacking to the second level immediately, they're coming for that's you. That's the key. They're that is the key. You're supposed to hit and go. LVE drug his feet. He was hesitant, and Madison uh, Madison hit, hit the hole, and Jalen, for whatever reason, it's like he turned – he was like, hey, I'm turning this into you, LVE. Instead of coming up, putting his shoulder down, and blowing up that offensive guard, he kind of turns it to LVE, but LVE is slow to it, and mm-hmm. he almost scores a touchdown. Exactly. Um, these guys are just not on the same page consistently, and I'm hoping that Rob Marinelli is seeing that in there because that's not Chris Rashard. Chris, people keep saying Chris Rashard's defense. Guys, you realize he's the secondary coach, right? And you realize Chris, uh, Rob Marinelli coaches that front seven. Well, here's the thing. Well, I mean, I want to know who's coaching it because one minute I hear Chris Kishar is coaching it, then I hear Marinelli still has got his imprint on it. I don't know what's happening. I made, the, I made the point uh, a couple of days ago, and I posted on my page, and I wasn't trying to bash anybody. I was just thinking out loud was there a discipline problem. 
because it just seems like, you know, it's mental errors. And the mental errors, I think, is lack of discipline. I just yeah. really feel it is. I mean, if you have mental errors, it's lack of discipline on the field. Um, and I wonder, is that going on? Because I don't know. Maybe I told you last week and maybe people or a couple of days ago, maybe it's just me. I'm old school with it. But I ain't going to lie. I was just a little frustrated when I seen Jalen Smith with the, the cat shirt. Yeah. With the, with the chain walking in. Got a little full of themselves a little bit. Yeah, it's just like – are you are you ready mentally? Are you is ready a, for this are you, game? Are you taking this as a as a business trip, or are we kind of just are we Hollywood? Here? Are we Hollywood? Or are we being grimy? You know, are we gonna be in grimy, getting dirty? Because, and like I said, I'm not dogging them, but it's just what I see. I just every time I see Jalen Smith, got the glasses on, Hollywood, fresh, whatever, and then it's like he's had a good year, but ah, you're not yeah, above a okay. criticism. You you didn't play good in the Minnesota game. You damn sure didn't play good in that Packers game. No, no, See no. What I'm so we need you to be good every single week. You just got the contract. You said you are the leader of this defense now. He has proclaimed himself that. He has proclaimed himself that. So if you're the leader of the defense, I don't remember Brian Urlacher or 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 you know Lance Briggs or you know those type of guys, Derek Brooks, Derek those Brooks. type of guys. I remember they always brought the thunder every single game, and they weren't Hollywood-type guys. They were in there getting grimy and dirty and making plays. And you can't live off of what you did last week or last year. It's a, it's a, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And just because you had a great game last week, you still got to bring it this week. And exactly. especially when you're playing a team that's above 500, a critical game, a big, huge game, a must-win-type game to keep us, um, you know, in that race um, in the playoffs. And then you kind of have an uneven type game and you miss critical plays that really hurt the defense. You got to clean that up. And I can't wait till you see, I can't wait to see, oh, well, we played the Lions and you have a 10, 11 tackle game looking great. No, we play these damn Patriots. I need to see that. Facts. <laughs> well, just like on offense, we should have a bounce back game against their poorest defense. Um, it's not like the linebackers or the front seven are going to be going up against a ridiculous rushing attack. Uh, we, they don't have any running backs right now. Carryon uh, Johnson is out. He's on IR. His backup uh, to TJ Johnson, I believe is his name. He yeah. has a concussion. He He's, was limited today. He was limited, so he may be out. Uh, J.D. McKissick is their guy. And Perkins. Who? Yeah, J.D. McKissick been bouncing around. Who? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who are you? I don't know who you are. And uh, Perkins, the guy that used to play for the Giants or their running backs right now, they're, they're not – really going to do much on the ground, but they will be throwing screens to them a lot. Um, McKissick mm -hmm. had six receptions in the last game, I believe eight targets. So uh, with Jeff Driscoll at the helm, that's, that's what they're going to do. Um, they're O-lined. It's an average pass rushing, uh, pass blocking offensive line. They're, they rank 14th in sacks per game and they're 12th in pass rush uh, win rate or pass block win rate. So they're not horrible at pass blocking and they played against you know Khalil Mack and that talented front against the the Bears and they only sacked Driscoll twice mm -hmm. a lot of that though was Driscoll moving around mm -hmm. and, um, but they get no push in the run game and, and I don't really see them being stubborn with it because they didn't they weren't stubborn with it against the Bears when it was a close they're game abandon it real quick I'm, in my opinion they're gonna ban it real quick and just like you said quick passes and that's what the Cowboys have to be leery of on the defensive side we tend to have – we got a good pass rush. I definitely believe we put pressure oh, on the – One of the best in the league. 
I definitely feel like we put pressure on the quarterback, but you see those quarterbacks that or the game plan, those one, two, three, get it out, the, get it out quick because that pass rush is going to be back there, get it out quick. So the Cowboys really have to be cognizant of that, especially linebackers playing close to the line of scrimmage. Be opportunistic. Jump out there, bite a ball down, put your hands up. I think, do you see the Cowboys ever bat balls down? Do we ever put Pass. our hands up and, and try to black, bat the balls down? We don't, I don't see that. Don't see it another much. bone that just really bothers me is why don't we ever strip the ball? You don't see the peanut punch. Why don't we do it? Like, you will not see Cowboys players strip at the ball. Even when they gain tackle, they just tackle the man. I don't ever see guys ripping, trying to rip that ball out, getting aggressive. They let just tackle him and let him get on the ground. That's the way you're opportunistic. Rip that ball, gain tackle, make opportunities, because that's why you see what happens when we get those turnovers. You yeah. saw it in the Philly game. You saw it in the Giants game. It changes the game, and it makes it a lot easier for your offense when you got a short field. And they come in bunches, like you just said. We had eight – was it eight or seven or eight turnovers? Four, in two games. Two games. You know, when we were struggling forcing turnovers all year uh, prior to that, and what happens when you play against the Vikings team? One turnover changes that game drastically, mm-hmm. and we couldn't do that. We got one sack, so it was just a struggle – uh, versus the Vikings, where against the Lions, you can't do that. I mean, this you cannot let these poor teams like this without Matt Stafford. With Matt Stafford, I wouldn't consider it a poor team. But without Matt Stafford, this defense can't let them hang around. This team is poor <laughs> without Matthew Stafford. Yeah. yeah. It's a I poor mean, team. There's no excuse for any of this. This is like uh, going against the Giants. And, I mean, they had Daniel Jones, and he's better than Driscoll. So, you feel me? So, yeah. this should not be one of those type of games where you're seeing issues and problems. Like you said, Driscoll was the leading rush with, like, 37 yards. Um, the next one was what Johnson, like you said, uh, and he went out hurt. the game. Yeah. And he had 36 yards. He was averaging three yards a carry. So this isn't, this shouldn't be that game where you're having these issues, um, with shutting down the run. And basically, you know what they're going to do. They're not going to try to hit you deep. They're not going to try to hit you deep. Ain't going to have enough time to, and he's not good enough to read yeah. the defense. To even you know what I'm out. saying? So you got to attack them. Send some timely blitzes. Send Jalen. He's good at them blitzes. But send them like where you're not just sending everybody all bunched up in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Send them to the outside where it just seems like sometimes when we blitz in the middle, everybody gets bunched up, they block everybody, and then you get a good pass. I don't want to see that. It Honestly, this year I, I give Chris Richard or whoever the hell is calling defense credit with their blitzing because they've been pretty good. I like when they these- blitz some corners. These t- the corners and Jalen, they, they, they have Jaylen, a really yeah. they have a really good package of blitzes for Jalen. But th- you can't get caught. That's the only thing. Don't get caught, and then you get a screen right above over your head, and then they go thirty yards. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that's discipline, as you said earlier, uh, because that thirty yard screen against the Vikings, they had ten men on the field. I mean, come on, come on. <sighs> yeah, just like I said, mental mistakes. We can't have them. Um, Got to clean it up and. I don't know. This this is not going to be a satisfying win. This should be a dominant win, but it's not going to be a satisfying win. Um, but you know, it is what it is. We do. I just want to see what. what I, I I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not excited. I I want to be excited, but it's not going to be exciting to me to beat the Detroit Lions. I we should beat them. This shouldn't be an issue. But this isn't something I want to jump up about. We need to start beating some good teams. Um, you, it, it's real. If you don't beat, if you don't beat good teams during the regular season, you're just beating bum teams. Don't expect to go to the playoffs and think you're just gonna beat good teams. At it this doesn't point, work though, like that. At this point, it's just about getting a win. 
Yeah. Um, it, 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 the first eight games, you're trying to figure out who you are, and you want to have the we? you want. We don't know who are the Cowboys. That's the problem. You want to have the you want to have the the teams like beating beating the Saints, beating the Packers, you know, beating the Vikings on your resume. But when you're sitting at five and four, you're you're holding on to a, a tight lead uh, in the division. At this point, it's like just get the victory. So I mean, let's get right into the predictions. Give me give me your game predictions uh, and your in a bold prediction coming out of the game. Now we know you you got them winning, but. Give me a score, I guess, and, and give me a give me a bold prediction you think coming out of this game. Uh, I'm gonna let you do the scores because I ain't doing scores no yeah, more. Yeah, you don't man. like scores. I'm done with <laughs> scores. After after I, we lost against them Jets, man, I, I'm done with the scores. I, I'm, I'm finito. I've out the score business, but I definitely do bold predictions. I'm good. I'm good with trying to go with them. Um, I'm gonna give two bold predictions on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Uh, first, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to give a bold prediction. This is going to be real bold. Um, Tony Pollard, <laughs> this is going to be super bold. Oh, that is yeah, bold. It's super bold because we ain't seen him. Tony Pollard gets it off. You, listen, you remember we had that Vikings game? I mean, that, that Dolphins game where he got 100 yards? I'm going to say he don't get 100. I'm going to say Tony Pollard, he's going to get about 90 yards rushing Ooh. and two touchdowns. Ooh, one receiving two. and one rushing. That's bold, ain't it? That's bold. I like that's it, Super Bowl. Though. See, that's I like why I, I jumped off the limb because that is Super Bowl. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Xavier Woods gets another interception and he gets 10 tackles in this game. Uh, Xavier Woods gets 10 tackles in this game, picks off uh, Driscoll. And, um, heck, I say returns it for a touchdown. I don't think that. But 10 tackles, one interception for sure, and bold. He gets Ooh, a, he returns it back for a touchdown. That's a lot of activity from Xavier Woods. I would love to see it. I'd love to see it. I'm going to go with one bold prediction, and it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball. And it's going to be about the guy we kind of just were going in on, uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Smith. Okay. I think this will be Jalen Smith's bounce-back game. Um, he wasn't like any tackles. Wasn't, well, that's a Sean Lee Giants type. <laughs> that's, that's a bold prediction, though. That is a bold prediction. But I'm going to go a little bit less bold than that. <laughs> a little bit less. Uh, but I think Jalen Smith is going to have the equivalent of a triple-double at, at linebacker. And this is what I mean. A double-digit tackle game, a sack, and an interception. I think, I think Jalen Smith kind of goes off on Jeff Driscoll. I don't think he's – a good quarterback again he doesn't come off his first read and when he does he's in trouble and with our pass rush I think they'll force him to come off his first read and throw a ill-advised pass where Jalen Smith will be right there now if you want to get double bold and take it for a pick six but I ain't gonna go quadruple <laughs> I ain't going quadruple just a triple Hey, go for the what do they call the triple crown or something? Was the it triple baseball? crown? Yeah, that's that's the horses. Yeah, this do the triple crown, dog. Make it triple. Well, the double digits tackles. Okay, uh-huh. double because here's why they're gonna have double. Say digit double tackles. digit tackles. He gets a sack in this game and an exactly. interception. And they, yeah, all three. That's that's what I'm saying. He's gonna okay. have the the triple double version of, of the linebackers. That's a bounce back because he's gonna that's need this. Back. That's a, that's, a that's a nice. That's a good ball. How many? So how many tackles does he get? Double digits. A double digit. I think about 10, 11 tackles. No, right. Because he's going to get a few tackles in the run game because they're not going to throw that or run that much. But he'll get a lot of tackles uh, in the dump offs to the running backs and, mm-hmm. and the linebackers because they're going to go after T.J. Hawkinson. They're going to target T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, they're going to go after James. him. All, they 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 going they going to milk him. Yep. Yep. So that, watch Marvin goal. Jones. He ain't no bum. He's not, but I just don't see Jeff Driscoll going to him because he's he doesn't come off his first read. And, and we got pretty good cornerbacks, even though we know Wuzier has his issues, but they, they still don't do much against the secondary. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just don't see – now, if it was Stafford in the ball game, oh, Lord. different story. Stafford does so many different things with his arm. It's ridiculous. So Jeez. I don't see it. We, 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 we should be really happy he's not playing. Oh, I mean, I, I understand. Because <laughs> he's been a killer to us. It's not and, like um, he's had great games against us. I mean – Historical. Game, games where I just want to – cry game. What the funny thing is, though, he, he barely beats us. He, he only beat us. I don't once. care if he barely beats us. He brings them back. Actually, when I say barely, I mean games. he doesn't beat us. He beat us one time. Didn't he beat us twice? No. I won if I must. Detroit. Remember in Detroit, they threw the 300 and whatever yards. Right, and he won the game at the last second because he, what, fake spiked the it or whatever? Fake spiked it. Other than that, he's, I believe. Didn't he, didn't we, didn't, was, he, was he the quarterback when, we, when he came, beat us in um, Dallas when that was Bobby Carpenter's game? Mm, he might have been. I think he was the quarterback Man, then wow, too, Bobby because Carpenter, he was. No. I think so, and I think so because it was the ball oh, of him Carpenter coming. Pick six, Tony Romo. Yeah, yeah, and Bobby Carpenter had yeah, that yeah, big yeah, game, that two interceptions. I think he was because remember that was his Ballyhoo game. Yes, it was back to Texas. And it he was. had a good game. It he was because uh, yards. Because Calvin Johnson had a ridiculous moss on like three players. Yes, Gerald exactly. Sensible. I remember that game. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. Lately, though, he has not beat us. I'm just um, saying. Hopefully, we'll keep that streak alive. Should have beat us in the playoffs for real. Let's not. Let's not do that. Let's, <laughs> let just us say. Have, let us I'll have that one. All right. Let us have it. I'll one. leave it alone. Hey, Cowboys Nation! Thanks again for, for joining us on the Star Games Cowboys podcast. Listen, y'all, we go do this every week. Every week. Um, yeah, a couple times. We didn't know if we were going to come on for episode two this week, but I kind of like. That's this. what you got to do, though. You yeah. feel me? You got to do it on the fly. Get the people what the want. Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of like that. We'll review the past game, then later in the week we'll preview the upcoming game and all the goodness that has happened in between. Goodness. In between. That good goodness. You got that goodness. Yes, sir. Um, let them know where they can find you, though, because I wanna, I'm telling you, all y'all want to stay up on us on social media, man. We really have some good stuff out there. Yeah, holler at us. I mean, Big Game James, Pay Silver and Blue Nation, we got it rocking on Facebook. We got it rocking on uh, YouTube. So, um, check us out. We do a little bit of Instagram, Instagram lives. It, it gets hard because you got to do all them daggone platforms. I got my guy, Ryan Humphrey. Shout out to you, Ryan, if you do listen to this. He be updating our Twitter. So get involved. Get involved. We want all that action. We want the, we, we want talk the about something. We want, we want y'all to talk. We want, I want, I love hearing other people's opinions because like I tell everybody, I don't know everything. I don't know at all. I definitely, I know a little bit though. I have a strong opinion. But I love listening to the other people and the feedback and what they have to say. So the more people input, jump onto the page when we do live shows, things of that nature, be greatly appreciated. And you can subscribe, be a Patreon subscriber, Facebook subscriber. You can find out all that. And uh, if you want to ever get in my page to find out more how you can be a subscriber, how you can be a Patreon, somebody who can donate, please get in my Big Game James page on Facebook and inbox me where you can find out some more of those good details uh, because we try to bring that good cowboy stuff but we cannot continue to do it without your continued support. Fact Mundo. Hey, and you can find me on Twitter at Because Cowboys, always on there talking Cowboys and everything else. And uh, on YouTube, Skywalker still. And like I said, this podcast here, man, this, we're, we're just starting this thing here, but we are going to, I'm telling y'all, y'all going to have us this, plugged man, in. For real. We're going to have us plugged in, man. We're going to give y'all that, that good content as much as we can mm-hmm. uh, with, with quality 
uh, uh, updates and, and, and real statistics and analysis. And, and soon we'll have, you know, guest interviews and things like that on here as For well. For sure. It's coming. You know it's all coming. Got to support, man. though. You feel it's me? Coming. And I've been hearing a few people already still saying, yo, Jay, I was out there working out. I was listening to you. I was headed out to work, drinking some coffee, and I had it popped in. That's what I want to hear. Yes, sir. We need y'all to grow this. We need y'all to grow this because this is Grow going- with us. This is going to get even better. This is only like the beginning stages. We just birthed it. Man, man, it's a baby. It's a baby right now. But we're going to feed that baby all that Similac yes, and sir. milk and all that good stuff. Get it grown and big and fat. Well, we don't want it fat, but we want to, you know, do it. The good fat. The good fat. The, the good fat. So please get out there listen. Subscribe. You can be a supporter on this, too. We're going to get that popping. So, hey, the more you support, the better this is. Yeah, if you want to be a supporter for the show, you can go right on Anchor. Uh, obviously, I'll have this the, the Anchor link posted all over the place on social media. But we are also on uh, other podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Radio Public, uh, and I believe Breaker. We're on a lot of things. So any way you can find us, you're going to be able to find us and plug us in and listen to us because we're going to give you that real every time, man. So that's our time, Cowboys Nation. Make sure you like, comment, share. Get us out there and grow with us, man. We appreciate y'all. Skywalker out. Out. All right, welcome back, Cowboys Nation. Uh, we're going to dive into this Lions offense, which uh, I kind of broke down during this Bears game because that was the only game that we had Jeff Driscoll uh, getting any action. And the reason why is because Matthew Stafford has that Romo thing going on where he has some mm. fractures in his back. Mm. Now, we know as Cowboy fans that Tony Romo played through it a number of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it doesn't look like Matt Stafford is going to play through it this week. I mean, that could change. That's why it's just tricky uh, film work to go over because should I look at this last game or should I look at the season? But Matt is one of those quarterbacks where he's so good at throwing the ball that he will drastically change this Lions offense if he's not in the game. I mean, you see, it's definitely going to change the offense. I mean, there's there's still – I mean, with Stafford in there – uh, they still – it's not like their offense is chopped liver. You know what I'm saying? The They're, top they were six offense in total total yards, sixth overall, fourth in passing, uh, 20th in rushing, but um, they still were averaging 24 points a game. Um, so it wasn't like they were bums as far as the team goes, and Stafford was the main reason uh, that they were being competitive. He has grown into his own, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's got a lot of knocks. Oh, had the big arm, the big contract, but you're never winning games. You're never going to the playoffs. But I thought that was a, one of the best uh, years Stafford uh, really had because he didn't have all the Calvin Johnsons and all the other players that they said really kind of crutched him. This is kind of just his team with just regular players. And he's been playing really good this year, yeah. in my opinion. So um, to have him out is definitely good. Uh, Driscoll. 46 times that you know that, that that's what I'm that was the biggest thing that was eyeballing to me Driscoll draft Driscoll through 46 times almost 50 times dog on the road against the Bears on the road bro and yes. he was what real quick about Stafford I think he was having the best start to his career um this season for for what he had to work with like you said which isn't chopped liver by the way which I'm going to dive into here but let me just give you some Jeff Driscoll 
uh, scouting report from that Bears game. Uh, he started off hot. He started off seven for nine. It was five for five, and then he uh, finished two for uh, two for four in the last four passes after that. But all of those passes, except one, were short passes. They were quick passes. They were one-read passes. And I guess you can say, oh, well, you're playing the Bears on the road. He's got to get it out quick. Well, he's playing the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have the number one pass rush win rate in the entire league. So he's still going to have to get that ball out quick. I don't really foresee him holding on to that rock. Um, they like to move him around. They like to move the pocket with him. He has that sneaky athleticism. I'm not saying he's, you know, Mike Vick. But, but he's, he is sneaky yeah. athletic. He, yeah. he can get out that pocket and he can run the ball. And the Cowboys are notorious of letting quarterbacks get outside that pocket and killing them on a third and six. And we have them all rights to bed. And yep. we, miss the, we miss the sack when our two players run into each other. And the next thing you know, this quarterback's running for 10 yards and keeping the drive alive. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he did that to the Bears. I mean, he, he, he actually he led the Lions in rushing, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, um, well, they ain't got nobody to speak of. We're, yeah, I'm going to touch on that here in a second as well. Please uh, do. Please do. Driscoll is erratic with his accuracy, though. Um, hence, like you said, 46 throws. He only completed 27 passes. And when you complete 27 passes, you, or when you throw 46 times, you would think you'd have at least 300, 400 yards. He barely threw for 260 yards uh, in that game. And a lot of it, like I said, was qu- quick, short passes. It was one read. Uh, he really wouldn't go to through his progressions much because let's face it, he's not that good of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty much held in check all the way to the about 10 minute mark in the fourth quarter. He had 114 yards in that game up until that to that uh, point, and that was the one where he had that scramble and he threw the bomb. That to was like, a oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I have in my notes here Yolo ball. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a Yolo just, ball. Hey, I, I, just that was a Sandlot play. Hey, hey, I point to you. I'm throwing it. Go throwing get it. Up. Now, um, now he was smart though. He threw it up to his giant wide receiver, mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay, and that's kind of the star matchup I have right. uh, for the Cowboys' uh, defense against the Lions' offense. Is don't go to Jalen, please. Uh, nope, I'm sorry, BJ, but that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I have it. I got it right here. Awuzie. No, please don't go. Don't go this. Don't go to Jalen's side, please. Awuzie will be targeted because you know why. <laughs> Because they got a six foot four monster in Galladay. Oh they got gosh. a six foot two precision guy in, in Marvin Johnson or Marvin Jones, who's really good at target, targeting the ball in the air, by the way. And those guys are big, and they're just probably going to bounce back and forth on Woozy. And, I really, and they got that little guy, Danny Amadola, and who Yeah, but he's going to be covered by Jordan Lewis. I have my uh, uh, the most confidence in him on Jordan. I, I, I got confidence in Jordan, but Amadola still. He, he's still a decent slot receiver. He has that quick quickness, and he's that guy that does that quick Beasley go in, go out throw them quick passes, get yeah. seven, eight yards. So just be wary of them. I definitely think Jordan Lewis is going to do his thing, but we still have to keep our eye on Amadola and, and, and Hotchick, uh, TJ, TJ Hawkinson. I, I knew you was going. He's here. a beast. I wanted him out of college. He's a beast and he's been balling this year to me. He's, he's a, he's a, he's an up and comer. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson is, was one of the best tight ends to come out the draft in the last few years. Uh, just a complete tight end. He, he, like you said, he's a beast, but uh, he's been a little banged up lately. But, but yeah, you, you're going to have a guy like, you know, uh, Darian Thompson on him for most of the game, and that's going to be a challenge. Uh, and the mm-hmm. reason why I say Darian Thompson, Cowboys Nation, is because Jeff Heath is dealing with the injury. I don't think anyone is, really cares, but he is dealing with the injury, and he may not play according to reports this weekend. So, DT, man, 
I mean, I ain't crying. I ain't hating. I, 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 I ain't never wish. I ain't never wishing no injury and Heath get better. Uh, so, I, but I'm definitely not crying that Heath is not playing. Darian Thompson has done well in his uh, brief appearances this year. I didn't think the defense played bad when he was in the game. You weren't calling a lot of oh, Darian Thompson gave up this or Darian Thompson missed the tackle. You didn't hear a lot of that. Now he has been criticized. Um, in his short time in the league about his tackling, that was going back to even when he was at Boise State, not the best tackler. The big, the biggest, uh, I say, positive about Thompson is how he could read defenses. He knows yes. how to put people in their places, uh, not a, a call the defense on their on on the back end, and that's what they really like. Uh, but he's got to continue to tackle good because uh, he's been allergic to it. But this year, it's looked like he's been a lot more aggressive. He's been laying the hat on people, and I think maybe – People have been talking about it, and he maybe has been hearing about it. Uh, so he's uh, come in there, and I thought he thought he did a good job against these Vikings. And he I did. think, uh, you know, uh, you know, I think he'll be up for the challenge, and we'll see what happens uh, with that. I think a lot of people are mistaking uh, the Vikings going off in the second half on the ground game with Jeff Heath being out. I can tell you right now, if you have it was the, that linebacker play, if you have the ability. It wasn't, to watch, it wasn't it was that it was that linebacker play. What do we tell them? What do we tell them all the time? The gospel. If you have the ability to watch the, the all 22, please do. You will see that Darian Thompson had one negative play in the second half uh, against the run. Any other time he was either out of the play, meaning he was covering or he was opposite side of the play or he was making the tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, he did miss a tackle against Madison on a 12-yard run. Other than that, I thought Darian Thompson was around the ball pretty damn well, and he was laying the wood a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, he almost made Cook fumble one of the times. And mm-hmm. he late, but and, um, and and if they didn't have that, remember we had the fumble. He had the fumble recovery for a touchdown. Obviously, it wasn't a fumble; it was a forward right. pass. But he did, he was opportunistic. Picked up the ball, scored the touchdown. So you can see the a little bit of the playmaking ability that he had in New York too. He he mm-hmm. he had the fumble recovery in New York. So right. there's just guys that are around the ball, the Jordan Lewises, you mm-hmm. know, that are just they're just magnets to the ball. And I think he may be. We just got to see him maybe get a pick. This this could be one because to take it back to Jeff Driscoll, he threw a horrible interception to uh, number 44 on the Bears, who was having a hell of a game. Man, he was giving Jeff Driscoll a problem. Who's that, Floyd? Uh, no, it's uh man, it's like a Kowalski type of name, man. Okay. okay. He was just giving him trouble. Um, he yeah, Jeff Driscoll doesn't read the defense very well because every time he went to a second or third read, he was scrambling around. He either took off like running, chicken or, with his head cut off. Yeah, yeah. He actually should have had a pick six if Fuller would have caught that. He'd mm-hmm. be gone. I think it was coming mm-hmm. out of in the third quarter. He would have took that to the crib. Um, so I, I don't think this team should worry about Jeff Driscoll. I know the, the the funny moniker, the whole thing is, oh, we're playing a bum team, a backup quarterback. He might go off. I, I know. I know. I get it. But if you really want to be honest with yourselves and you look at this defense, the secondary is not the problem. Um, they haven't really been giving up big games to anyone. I'm trying to think in my head here. Except um, uh, uh, Sam Darnold. Yes, but which which honestly – the 94-yard touchdown was the big one. Right, true. You story. know, he had a few key third-down conversions to Darian uh, to Demaris Thomas, uh, but it's not like Sam Darnold was just pluck, 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 just picking right. him apart. In the first right. half, the whole first half was terrible. Right. In the second half, they locked it up a little bit. But when you go back and look at receivers having good games, they they usually don't against this team because our defensive scheme says, "Hey, keep it in front, attack the middle," and linebackers have to play well, and therein lies the problem. The linebackers are not playing well. And what are they having trouble with? B, 
big game when, when they go back to pass to the running backs. The screen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Teams <clears throat> go to the tape and say, hey, they can't defend the screen. We're going to do it. <laughs> we, they kill us on bootlegs as well. Teams get us on them bootlegs too. Lord, how mercy they do. Well, um, be ready for it because Jay's J.D. McKissick, Mm-hmm. They're going to throw him a lot of screens. Mm-hmm. He and got those screens, and I definitely think they're going to bootleg. They're going to go hard one way, and they're going to bootleg with Driscoll to kind of get him because, you, like you said, he is athletic enough to be able to bootleg and get those plays uh, running on, uh, you know, on the run, dropping the passes off. So the Cowboys linebackers <clears throat> are heavily dependent on him because we don't have the big nose tackle like everybody says. We got average guys that are good, but they're. They're not game breakers. Uh, no. is not a game breaker. Antoine Woods is not a game breaker. We see Malik Collins is better at the pass rush than run game. Replacement so, level players. That's what they you are. Give, we're giving them Sam. Now we got the Michael, Michael Bennett. Yes, he does help. But at the end of the day, we're really dependent on our linebackers. And if they have bad games, um, you see it really as, as the whole defense tends to suffer when a Jalen Smith is missing tackles. Because uh, there, there was some tackles that in that Minnesota game where I was like, whoa. Seriously, yeah, that, I mean, he's a beast. Not taking anything away from Jalen, but he played soft uh, in that game. He played super soft. There was some plays where he totally just moved, removed himself. Yeah, out he the was play. just pushed. Just got pushed out. Pushed I mean, out. literally pushed out. He didn't even fight the the. the and and I'm thinking, and, and my thing was this: uh, Skywalker was I thinking, is it the knee? Because I know there was one no. play. I don't. I'm just saying, the one play where uh, I believe it was Madison who ran. They called the touchdown, but he ended up getting stopped on the one-yard line. They called That's it That's the play I'm talking about. That, he yeah, saw. Is that, right. You saw that, right? That was Yeah, he got pushed out. It's like he didn't even – He didn't want try. Nothing to do with that he offensive wanted no ball. action. He wanted no action on that. And it wasn't like the dude was coming at him, killing him. It, it, it's like he gave it up easy. And then when the play was over, did you see him, see him throw his hands up like – Like, yo, like, we're like, to help. Yes. I mean, he maybe he was talking mm-hmm. about – uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, who also had a porous game and has kind of been struggling against the run all year. When um, they both play, I mean, it's like when one struggles, they both struggle at the same time. Yeah, that man, great point because you hardly see them one or the other. It's usually both at the same damn time. And I right. understand that LVE was hurt, but on that particular play, and I hate to go super X's and O's, but if you listen to us, you know how we do. When when LVE sees both of those guards. Because that's what they're reading. They're supposed to be reading the interior to see what's, what's going to be caught. You know, people are saying he was held up because he thought it would be a bootleg, but that was Michael Bennett's man. The, the quarterback is Michael Bennett's man on a boot. When those two guards are attacking to the second level immediately, they're coming for that's you. That's the key. They're that is the key. You're supposed to hit and go. LVE drug his feet. He was hesitant, and Madison, uh, Madison hit, hit the hole, and Jalen, for whatever reason, it's like he turned – he was like, hey, I'm turning this into you, LVE. Instead of coming up, putting his shoulder down, and blowing up that offensive guard, he kind of turns it to LVE, but LVE is slow to it, and mm-hmm. he almost scores a touchdown. Exactly. Um, these guys are just not on the same page consistently, and I'm hoping that Rob Marinelli is seeing that in there because that's not Chris Rashard. Chris, people keep saying Chris Rashard's defense. Guys, you realize he's the secondary coach, right? And you realize Chris, uh, Rob Marinelli coaches that front seven. Well, here's the thing. Well, I mean, I want to know who's coaching it because one minute I hear Chris Kishar is coaching it, then I hear Marinelli still has got his imprint on it. I don't know what's happening. I made, the, I made the point uh, a couple of days ago, and I posted on my page, and I wasn't trying to bash anybody. I was just thinking out loud was there a discipline problem because it just seems like 
you know, is mental errors. And the mental errors, I think, is lack of discipline. I just yeah. really feel it is. I mean, if you have mental errors, it's lack of discipline on the field. Um, and I wonder, is that going on? Because I don't know. Maybe I told you last week and maybe people or a couple of days ago, maybe it's just me. I'm old school with it. But I ain't going to lie. I was just a little frustrated when I seen Jalen Smith with the, the cat shirt. Yeah. With the, with the chain walking in. Got a little full of themselves a little bit. Yeah, it's just like – are you are you ready mentally? Are you is ready a, for this are you, game? Are you taking this as a as a business trip, or are we kind of just are we Hollywood? Here? Are we Hollywood? Or are we being grimy? You know, are we gonna be in grimy, getting dirty? Because, and like I said, I'm not dogging them, but it's just what I see. I just every time I see Jalen Smith, got the glasses on, Hollywood, fresh, whatever, and then it's like he's had a good year, but ah, you're not yeah, above a okay. criticism. You you didn't play good in the Minnesota game. You damn sure didn't play good in that Packers game. No, no, See what no. I'm so we need you to be good every single week. You just got the contract. You said you are the leader of this defense now. He has proclaimed himself that. He has proclaimed himself that. So if you're the leader of the defense, I don't remember Brian Urlacher or 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 you know Lance Briggs or you know those type of guys, Derek Brooks, Derek those Brooks. type of guys. I remember they always brought the thunder every single game, and they weren't Hollywood-type guys. They were in there getting grimy and dirty and making plays. And you can't live off of what you did last week or last year. It's a, it's a, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And just because you had a great game last week, you still got to bring it this week. And exactly. especially when you're playing a team that's above 500, a critical game, a big, huge game, a must-win-type game to keep us, um, you know, in that race um, in the playoffs. And then you kind of have an uneven type game and you miss critical plays that really hurt the defense. You got to clean that up. And I can't wait till you see, I can't wait to see, oh, well, we played the Lions and you have a 10, 11 tackle game looking great. No, we play these damn Patriots. I need to see that. Facts. <laughs> well, just like on offense, we should have a bounce back game against their poorest defense. Um, it's not like the linebackers or the front seven are going to be going up against a ridiculous rushing attack. Uh, we, they don't have any running backs right now. Carryon Johnson is out. He's on IR. His backup uh, to TJ Johnson, I believe is his name. He's yeah. has a concussion. He was He's, limited today. He was limited, so he may be out. Uh, J.D. McKissick is their guy, and Perkins. Who? Yeah, J.D. McKissick been bouncing around who? the league. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who are you? I don't know who you are. And uh, Perkins, the guy that used to play for the Giants or their running backs right now, they're, they're not – really going to do much on the ground, but they will be throwing screens to them a lot. Um, McKissick mm -hmm. had six receptions in the last game, I believe eight targets. So uh, with Jeff Driscoll at the helm, that's, that's what they're going to do. Um, their O-line, it's an average pass rushing, uh, pass blocking offensive line. They're, they rank 14th in sacks per game and they're 12th in pass rush uh, win rate or pass block win rate. So they're not horrible at pass blocking and they played against you know Khalil Mack and that talented front against the the Bears and they only sacked Driscoll twice mm -hmm. a lot of that though was Driscoll moving around mm -hmm. and, um, but they get no push in the run game and, and I don't really see them being stubborn with it because they didn't they weren't stubborn with it against the Bears when it was a close they're game abandon it real quick I'm, in my opinion they're gonna ban it real quick and just like you said quick passes and that's what the Cowboys have to be leery of on the defensive side we tend to have – we got a good pass rush. I definitely believe we put pressure on the One of the best in the league. I definitely feel like we put pressure on the quarterback. But you see those quarterbacks that – or the game plan, those 
one, two, three, get it out, the, get it out quick because that pass rush is going to be back there and get it out quick. So the Cowboys really have to be cognizant of that, especially linebackers playing close to the line of scrimmage. Be opportunistic. Jump out there, bite a ball down, put your hands up. I think, do you see the Cowboys ever bat balls down? Do we ever put yes. our hands up and, and try to black, bat the balls down? We don't, I don't see that. Don't see it another much. bone that just really bothers me is why don't we ever strip the ball? You don't see the peanut punch. Why don't we do it? Like, you will not see Cowboys players strip at the ball. Even when they gain tackle, they just tackle the man. I don't never see guys ripping, trying to rip that ball out, getting aggressive. They let just tackle him and let him get on the ground. That's the way you're opportunistic. Rip that ball, gain tackle, make opportunities, because that's why you see what happens when we get those turnovers. You yeah. saw it in the Philly game. You saw it in the Giants game. It changes the game, and it makes it a lot easier for your offense when you got a short field. And they come in bunches, like you just said. We had eight – was it eight or seven or eight turnovers? Four, in two games. Two games. You know, when we were struggling forcing turnovers all year uh, prior to that, and what happens when you play against the Vikings team? One turnover changes that game drastically, mm-hmm. and we couldn't do that. We got one sack, so it was just a struggle – uh, versus the Vikings, where against the Lions, you can't do that. I mean, this you cannot let these poor teams like this without Matt Stafford. With Matt Stafford, I wouldn't consider it a poor team. But without Matt Stafford, this defense can't let them hang around. This team is poor <laughs> without Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Say it. yeah it's a I poor mean, team. There's no excuse for any of this. This is like uh, going against the Giants. And, I mean, they had Daniel Jones, and he's better than Driscoll. So, you feel me? So, yeah. this should not be one of those type of games where you're seeing issues and problems. Like you said, Driscoll was the leading rush with, like, 37 yards. Um, the next one was what Johnson, like you said, uh, and he went out hurt. the game. Yeah. And he had 36 yards. He was averaging three yards a carry. So this isn't, this shouldn't be that game where you're having these issues, um, with shutting down the run. And basically, you know what they're going to do. They're not going to try to hit you deep. They're not going to try to hit you deep. Ain't going to have enough time to, and he's not good enough to read yeah. the defense. To even you know what I'm out. saying? So you got to attack them. Send some timely blitzes. Send Jalen. He's good at them blitzes. But send them like where you're not just sending everybody all bunched up in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Send them to the outside where it just seems like sometimes when we blitz in the middle, everybody gets bunched up, they block everybody, and then you get a good pass. I don't want to see that. It Honestly, this year I, I give Chris Richard or whoever the hell is calling defense credit with their blitzing because they've been pretty good. I like when they these- blitz some corners. These t- the corners and Jalen, they, they, they have Jaylen, a really yeah. they have a really good package of blitzes for Jalen. But th- you can't get caught. That's the only thing. Don't get caught, and then you get a screen right above over your head, and then they go thirty yards. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that's discipline, as you said earlier, uh, because that thirty yard screen against the Vikings, they had ten men on the field. I mean, come on, come on. <sighs> yeah, just like I said, mental mistakes. We can't have them. Um, Got to clean it up and. I don't know. This this is not going to be a satisfying win. This should be a dominant win, but it's not going to be a satisfying well, win. Um, but you know, it is what it is. We do. I just want to see what. what I, I I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not excited. I I want to be excited, but it's not going to be exciting to me to beat the Detroit Lions. I we should beat them. This shouldn't be an issue. But this isn't something I want to jump up about. We need to start beating some good teams. Um, you it, it's real. If you it's don't beat if you don't beat good teams during the regular season, you're just beating bum teams. Don't expect to go to the playoffs and think you're just gonna beat good teams. At it this doesn't point, work though, like that. At this point, it's just about getting a win. 
Yeah. Um, it, 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 the first eight games, you're trying to figure out who you are, and you want to have the we? you want. We don't know who are the Cowboys. That's the problem. You want to have the you want to have the the teams like beating beating the Saints, beating the Packers, you know, beating the Vikings on your resume. But when you're sitting at five and four, you're you're holding on to a, a tight lead uh, in the division. At this point, it's like just get the victory. So I mean, let's get right into the predictions. Give me give me your game predictions uh, and your in a bold prediction coming out of the game. Now we know you you got them winning, but. Give me a score, I guess, and, and give me a give me a bold prediction you think coming out of this game. Uh, I'm gonna let you do the scores because I ain't doing scores no yeah, more. Yeah, you don't man. like scores. I'm done with <laughs> scores. After after I, we lost against them Jets, man, I, I'm done with the scores. I, I'm, I'm finito. I've out the score business, but I definitely do bold predictions. I'm good. I'm good with trying to go with them. Um, I'm gonna give two bold predictions on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Uh, first, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to give a bold prediction. This is going to be real bold. Um, Tony Pollard, <laughs> this is going to be super bold. Oh, that is yeah, bold. It's super bold because we ain't seen him. Tony Pollard gets it off. You, listen, you remember we had that Vikings game? I mean, that, that Dolphins game where he got 100 yards? I'm going to say he don't get 100. I'm going to say Tony Pollard, he's going to get about 90 yards rushing Ooh. and two touchdowns. Ooh, one receiving two. and one rushing. That's bold, ain't it? That's bold. I like that's it, Super Bowl. Though. See, that's I like why I, I jumped off the limb because that is Super Bowl. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Xavier Woods gets another interception and he gets 10 tackles in this game. Uh, Xavier Woods gets 10 tackles in this game, picks off uh, Driscoll. And, um, heck, I say returns it for a touchdown. I don't think that. But 10 tackles, one interception for sure, and bold. He gets Ooh, a, he returns it back for a touchdown. That's a lot of activity from Xavier Woods. I would love to see it. I'd love to see it. I'm going to go with one bold prediction, and it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball. And it's going to be about the guy we kind of just were going in on, uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Smith. Okay. I think this will be Jalen Smith's bounce-back game. Um, he wasn't like any tackles. Wasn't, well, that's a Sean Lee Giants type. <laughs> so that's a bold prediction, though. That is a bold prediction. But I'm going to go a little bit less bold than that. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit less. Uh, but I think Jalen Smith is going to have the equivalent of a triple-double at, at linebacker. And this is what I mean. A double-digit tackle game, a sack, and an interception. I think, I think Jalen Smith kind of goes off on Jeff Driscoll. I don't think he's a good quarterback again he doesn't come off his first read and when he does he's in trouble and with our pass rush I think they'll force him to come off his first read and throw a ill-advised pass where Jalen Smith will be right there now if you want to get double bold and take it for a pick six but I ain't gonna go quadruple <laughs> I ain't going quadruple just a triple Hey, go for the what do they call the triple crown or something was the it triple baseball? crown yeah that's that's the horses yeah this do the triple crown dog make it triple well, I, the double digits tackles, okay. Uh-huh. Double because here's why they're gonna have double. Say digit double tackles. digit tackles. He gets a sack in this game and an exactly. interception. And that, yeah, all three. That's that's what I'm saying. He's gonna okay. have the the triple double version of, of the linebackers. That's a bounce back because he's gonna that's need a this. Back. That's a bounce that's a, back. That's a nice. That's a good ball. How many? So how many tackles does he get? Double digit. A double digit. I think about 10, 11 tackles. No, right. Because he's gonna get a few tackles in the run game because they're not gonna throw that or run that much. But he'll get a lot of tackles. Uh, in the dump off to the running backs and, mm-hmm. and the linebackers because they're going to go after T.J. Hawkinson. They're going to target T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, they're going to go after James. him. All, they 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 going they going to milk him. Yep, yep. So that, watch Marvin Jones. He ain't no bum. He's not, but I just don't see Jeff Driscoll going True to him story. because he's he doesn't come off his first read and. and we got pretty good cornerbacks, even though we know Wuzier has his issues, but they, they still don't do much against the secondary. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just don't see – now, if it was Stafford in the ball game, oh, Lord. different story. Stafford does so many different things with his arm. It's ridiculous. So Jeez. I don't see it. We, 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 we should be really happy he's not playing. Oh, I mean, I, I understand. Because <laughs> he's been a killer to us. It's not and, like um, he's had great games against us. I mean – Historical. Game, games where I just want to – cry game. But the funny thing is, though, he, he barely beats us. He, he only beat us. I don't games. care if he barely beats us. He brings them back. Actually, when I say barely, I mean games. he doesn't beat us. He beat us one time. Didn't he beat us twice? No. One if I must. Detroit. Remember in Detroit, they threw the 300 and whatever yards. Right, and he won the game at the last second because he, what, fake spiked the it or whatever? Fake spiked Other than that, he's, I believe. Didn't he, didn't we, didn't, was, it, was he the quarterback when we when he came, beat us in um Dallas when that was Bobby Carpenter's game? Mm, he might have been. I think he was the quarterback Man, then wow, too, Bobby because Carpenter, he was. No. I think so. And I think so because it was the battle oh, Bobby of him Carpenter coming. Pick six, Tony Romo. Yeah, yeah. and Bobby Carpenter had yeah, that yeah, big yeah, game, that two interceptions. I think he was because remember that was his ballyhoo game. Yes, it was back to Texas. And it he was. had a good game. It he was because uh, yards because Calvin Johnson had a ridiculous moss on like three players. Yes, Gerald exactly. Sensible. I remember that game. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. Lately, though, he has not beat us. I'm just um, saying. Hopefully, we'll keep that streak alive. Should have beat us in the playoffs for real. Let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> just say. Let us I'll have that one. All right. Let's have it. I'll one. leave it alone. Hey, Cowboys Nation! Thanks again for, for joining us on the Star Games <laughs> Cowboys podcast. Listen, y'all, we gonna do this every week. Every week. Um. Oh, yeah, a couple times. We didn't know if we were gonna come on for episode two this week, but I kind of like. But that's this. what you gotta do, though. You yeah. feel me? You gotta do it on the fly. Get the people what the want. Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of like that. We'll review the past game, then later in the week we'll preview the upcoming game and all the goodness that has happened in between. Goodness, in between. that good goodness. You got that goodness. Yes, sir. Um, let them know where they can find you though, because I want to. I'm telling y'all, y'all want to stay up on us on social media, man. We really have some good stuff out there. Yeah, holler at us. I mean, big game, James Pay, Silver and Blue Nation. We got it rocking on Facebook. We got it rocking on uh, YouTube. So. Um, check us out. We do a little bit of Instagram, Instagram lives. It, it gets hard because you got to do all them daggone platforms. I got my guy, Ryan Humphrey. Shout out to you, Ryan, if you do listen to this. He'd be updating our Twitter. So get involved. Get involved. We want all that action. We want the, we, we want talk the about something. We want, we want y'all to talk. We want, I want, I love hearing other people's opinions because like I tell everybody, I don't know everything. I don't know at all. I definitely, I know a little bit though. I have a strong opinion. But I love listening to the other people and the feedback and what they have to say. So the more people input, jump onto the page when we do live shows, things of that nature, be greatly appreciated. And you can subscribe, be a Patreon subscriber, Facebook subscriber. You can find out all that. And uh, if you want to ever get in my page to find out more how you can be a subscriber, how you can be a Patreon, somebody who can donate, please get in my Big Game James page on Facebook and inbox me where you can find out some more of those good details uh, because we try to bring that good cowboy stuff but we cannot continue to do it without your continued support. Fact Mundo. Hey, and you can find me on Twitter at Because Cowboys, always on there talking Cowboys and everything else. And uh, on YouTube, Skywalker still. And like I said, this podcast here, man, this, we're, we're just starting this thing here, but we are going to, I'm telling y'all, y'all going to have us plugged man, in. For real. I'm going to have us plugged in, man. We're going to give y'all that, that good content as much as we can mm-hmm. uh, with, with quality 
uh, uh, updates and, and, and real statistics and analysis. And, and soon we'll have, you know, guest interviews and things like that on here as For well. For sure. It's coming. You know it's all coming. Got to support, man. though. You feel it's me? Coming. And I've been hearing a few people already still saying, yo, Jay, I was out there working out. I was listening to you. I was headed out to work, drinking some coffee, and I had it popped in. That's what I want to hear. Yes, sir. We need y'all to grow this. We need y'all to grow this because this is Grow going- with us. This is going to get even better. This is only like the beginning stages. We just birthed it. Man, man, it's a baby. It's a baby right now. But we're going to feed that baby all that Similac yes, and sir. milk and all that good stuff. Get it grown and big and fat. Well, we don't want it fat, but we want to, you know, do it. The good fat. The good fat. The good fat. So please get out there, listen, subscribe. You can be a supporter on this, too. We're going to get that popping. So, hey, the more you support, the better this is. Yeah, if you want to be a supporter for the show, you can go right on Anchor. Uh, obviously, I'll have this the, the Anchor link posted all over the place on social media. But we are also on uh, other podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Radio Public, uh, and I believe Breaker. We're on a lot of things. So any way you can find us, you're going to be able to find us and plug us in and listen to us because we're going to give you that real every time, man. So that's our time, Cowboys Nation. Make sure you like, comment, share. Get us out there and grow with us, man. We appreciate y'all. Skywalker out. Out.